Hello, everyone. Welcome to Developing Palettes. I'm Aaron Lewis coming to you from the Drew Estate Studio. With me today is June Liu, Seth Geisel from the Villager Scar Studios, John McTavish. How you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well, man. Comfortable, happy-ish, exhausted. I might fall asleep halfway through the review, but good. Good. Doing well. Nice. All right. So today we are talking about the Ausgener Bosphorus B52. Uh, cigars are Robusto, 5-inch by 52. Uh, comes out of the Tobacco Letter Pichardo factory in Nicaragua. Wrapper uh, is Ecuadorian Sumatra. Binder is Ecuadorian Connecticut and Nicaraguan Jalapa. Uh, filler is Nicaraguan Esteli, Jalapa, and Ometepe. Price point is $12.75. And the cigar was released in August of 2022. So with all that out of the way, June, what was your overall experience like with this cigar? Um, I overall thought it was average, but however, I did like uh the second third of this cigar. Um, I think it's because I got out of the funk. No, I don't know. I'm not sure why I like the second third, but because <laughs> you only have uh, one third left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up, man. I actually rated a good um no, there's some cool uniqueness to it. Like I got this like cool, like unique celery seed kind of a you know thing to it um you know this has some nice pepper like red pepper some nice cocoa to it but um but uh <laughs> i will say something about this band these were bands i think there was maybe two bands two. yeah it looked really uh it looks awesome I love it's the like wa- it's like gold the gold washes out kind of everything and everything just seems like it's like too close together and fuzzy and weird. I think yeah. I think we're gonna like have a good band discussion afterwards. Like yeah. orange. It was like can you, we put it back? You liked up? it? Yeah. Oh, so I, 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 I thought it. it was super dope. I actually. thought it looked really good. Oh, it was yeah, like it was orange awesome. and, and blue. I thought it was really messy. I, I liked it. It was yeah, like smear. It looks smeared. You know what I mean? It's like they they made a nice band and then some kid just like fucking smacked it and just like smeared it everywhere. Listen, in their defense. The cigars aren't going to be made anymore, <laughs> or they're going to be have to be made somewhere else. So they can oh, oh, this is one of those. Ah, uh, okay. Awkward. Yeah, yeah we, we could probably say that for a lot of about these cigars. Can we, can we can we talk about that? Is that yeah? Well, at the end we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. it. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like you know, I'm high score, and um, you know, it's because I thought the second third was good. June, wait a wait, spoilers. Yeah, wait a spoiler for spoiler for one. Now no one's going right. to want to watch okay. the rest of this video. Certainly not you the could, last thirty uh, seconds. Okay, see you next see you on our next video. All right, Seth, what were your thoughts on it? Um listen, I mean it was woody, peppery leather. Um I got like a faint berry stone fruit quality um in the first and second third. It it, it wasn't overly complex, medium full strength and body. Um really good burn and draw I had. Um I don't know about everybody else, but I did really like the packaging. I thought it was one of the nicer looking cigars that we'd we'd seen in a while um and you know and but it's just yeah overall average john yeah i'm i'm definitely with seth on this one uh earth and leather and some mild spices um you know pleasant but not particularly dynamic um kind of mild sweet wood and 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 light baking spices through the second third a little bit of tannic wood to finish off and then mostly tannic wood and, and mild earth so like you know, again, not unpleasant, but just no part of that is like, oh, those flavors sound so exciting and interesting and engaging. And it's like, no, I mean, they're not bad, but it's like, it's like someone blended a cigar from 15 years ago and they're like, hey, this is going to be really good. And we're like, well, I don't know about that. 
construction was really good. Uh, I think I had to do a uh, touch up. Yes, I did do a touch up. Uh, draw was perfect. I don't know. No one's mentioned this yet, but um, anyone else find the smoking time in this was stupid fast? And then uh, I kind of went through and checked it, and the cigar was like crazy spongy. Anyone else have that experience? Uh, I, there was one I of these me- within. I'm trying to remember which one. There I was, think it was this during one. this batch. Maybe it wasn't this batch that I felt it smoked like really, really quick. Yeah, like I, I, I think it was this one actually. I, I didn't comment on it, but I was smoking through it. Actually, I was like, two. man, I'm chiefing this. There's another one that we had which I thought smoked, but I think this one did as well. Right. I just wanted to comment on it because, but uh, maybe that's a good thing. So in this scenario, in the burn performance, is it amazing because you didn't like the flavor profile? I mean, maybe. Uh, but you, you know, to, well, if, yeah, you have to take that into consideration, of course. But it, you know, if if you're if you're factoring in it's a, like robusta, robusta size, right, Eric? Yeah, five fifty-two. Yeah, so that so the smoking time should have been one forty one hour forty five minute plus, and it was one hour fifteen. And I was like, oh, dude, that is stupid fast. Anyways, no, uh, like, all of God. that to say, pretty average. Aaron, what about you? Uh, yeah, for me, the cigar show with heavily toasted oak, black pepper, and light smokiness. I uh, got some light earth that joined in fairly quickly. Uh, second third saw some charred bitterness join in, and that charred bitterness increased a bit in the final third and then kind of became light again. But um, cigar started average, but once that charred bitterness uh, set in, the second third and just kind of hung on through the rest of the cigar, it just it wasn't a it wasn't a good time for me. I was not enjo- not enjoying the experience. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we just talked about another cigar. We just had the first first one from from company and this is another one it's just like i um i i don't know i mean you you got to know better than this i mean both these guys have been in the business for a long time uh you know this is not what you bring to market um yeah i i'm not going to revisit this cigar and well i'll talk about i will revisit this cigar but uh, i am looking forward to the uh pie synesthesia that uh, we have on the docket later on, uh, which is the other cigar that they are releasing this year. So we'll see how that one goes. All right, let's get into the scores. We're going to start at the top with, as June uh, spoiled earlier, 6.1. Uh, John was next a 5.65. Seth gave it a 5.5, and I gave it a 4.48. So June had that 6.1 matchup for you. Man, I don't know. Thank God for team review average scores on our <laughs> top 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank goodness. Because, yeah, yeah. Next. All right, John, 565. Yeah, I mean, that matches up well. And keeping in mind that the almost perfect construction and draw really elevates it. This is, um, you know, you'd struggle to call this average. It was was nothing to write home about, that's for sure. All right, so 5-5. I took a ferry up the Bosphorus one time when I was in Istanbul. Great experience. (laughs) All right. Scar was nice, bro. (laughs) Uh, My 4.48 matches up well. I mean, it was a below average flavor profile um i had some burn issues uh waving this in a relight um yeah i mean this the last two thirds just were not not good flavor wise for me and it just was not fun it maybe contributed to the same thing that john was saying kind of maybe underfilled or whatever and that we had that you know fast burn time it was just yeah it just felt like it was there was something missing in in the in the blend that i smoked so uh, all right, let's get into all these uh, final thoughts here. This is me a juicy one, I think. So, so, so first of all, uh, it's kind of gotten the, the moniker because the, the name is, uh, you know, everyone in the industry loves to come up with these complicated cigar names that are hard to pronounce. And I, I like I like calling it the Bocephus 
I think that's a that's that's more clever than the Bosphorus Bocephus, uh, and that is forever what this cigar will be in my mind is the Bocephus. Sorry, Tim, I know you came up with the name, but I like Bocephus better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, limited edition. Yeah, kind of a limited edition, I guess. It was like it was an unintended limited unintended edition. Limited edition, exactly what I would call it. Yeah. Maybe that's um, for the best. Yeah, so I think now this blend is now moving to EPC in the Dominican, so a completely different country. So I'm sure the blend will be a little slightly different. Good for them because now they can redo it again and maybe come up with something good. Um, so yeah, punt this blend, start over. You Aaron, can use the same name if you want, right? What was the, what was the price point on this? Twelve seventy five. So that's going to be a that's going to be a fourteen ninety five, fifteen ninety five cigar coming out of EPC. Then uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about one of those later. I guess, I guess, yeah, that'll be the 2023 conversation, maybe, or 2024 conversation, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, big fallout with the whole Crown Heads family and, um, you know, Luciano and st- all the Shardo stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a mess for everything for the Austin uh, kind of launch. Can we, so. can we talk about the elephant in the room, though? What's the elephant in the room? So the, I mean, the real elephant in the room is how uh, another large cigar company kind of got booted out of EPC, and and Tim managed to somehow get production out of EPC when it seems like EPC doesn't really have the room to produce existing relationship cigars with companies. Yeah, so you're talking about Alec Bradley getting booted. That's right. But they, I'm not. Yeah. So this this is the thing you got to say is that. <clears throat> Now Ernie's making Cuba Aliados for Oliva. That's right. He's also making no he, the allegiance is his, but he's making it out of Oliva, right? I think that's working. right. Yeah, I think it's like a yeah, yeah. So I don't know how that all works out, but um, like, like I can't imagine maybe that... Crown Heads is shutting down some of their production out of EPC to let Tim get some production. I I don't know how it's all working out. I know that. I mean, it just seems, I mean, maybe, you know, the production scale, we don't know how big it is compared to what Alec Bradley was doing. It just seems, it seemed like the way that EPC was going is that, you know, they didn't have the space and it, it, I mean, it's, this is not a negative thing. It's cool that Tim was managed to get production out of EPC because that would have been kind of the last landing place. I would have expected him to be able to get production out of. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, moving countries is usually, yeah, it's yeah, usually not not, not, it's, it, not the it, way it goes. It's, it's not been. It's like uh, you know, it's one of those things where uh, in the past when we hear a comp- uh, company's moving to production to a different country, we go, "Oh no!" Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, any other thoughts from you guys? Oh, we're good. All right. Uh, wherever you're catching this video, be sure to like and subscribe. Read the full written review on the website developingpalance.com. Follow us on all the social media channels, and you can catch all of our review recaps on podcasts. So iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Oh, safest.